Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Beyond the Veil version 3.0, completely reformatted to fit different platforms, as live streaming did not fit our schedules, or our viewer schedules, or any kind of schedule. So if you're a, a returning viewer, thanks for sticking by us while we got our crap together, and if you're new, welcome, and thanks for giving us a listen. This is the right place for you if you are into all things paranormal, supernatural, and anything generally unexplainable by modern science. We are your hosts, Laura and Aaron of Dark Wraith Paranormal. Hi. On today's episode, we will be looking at Bigfoot. All right. So, like we said before, we are going to be talking about Bigfoot. Who's not curious about Bigfoot? We at Dark Wraith Paranormal have never actually dabbled in realms other than the spiritual. Our expertise, as a lot of people, and more than likely most of these listeners know, is in spirit investigation. As of late, we have been doing a renovation of the group, and we would like to expand on those horizons. Um, so what better way to do that? than by talking about the ever-elusive Bigfoot. Absolutely. Now, why are you so interested in him? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, I saw a documentary not very long ago on Netflix that was, to me, incredibly compelling. And as you watch the documentary, towards the beginning, you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of horse dookie. <laughs> horse <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, this crap is obviously fake. But towards the end of the film, there are a few shots, and I'm talking like, you have to watch like an hour and a half of this film before yeah, you really get to the show. good stuff. And and it's honestly like, it's it's this guy, and he's like completely convoluted, and just, he sounds absolutely batshit. Oh, he does. Absolutely. But the video footage was very compelling to me. Because, you know, you see all these Bigfoot videos, they're not close enough. This guy had incredible zoom, so he could zoom up in there, and you could see the Bigfoots blinking, you could see flies landing on their faces, just a bunch of stuff like that. And the other reason is it actually freaks me out a bit to think, mm -hmm. you know, that there might be an eight-foot primate running around in our forests, and we don't know about it. Which yeah. leads us... which is kind Sorry. of... Sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 you're... You're good. I, I was just, you know, you'd think that we'd have found him by now, yeah. considering he's so huge. Yeah, eight feet. Not really hard to miss something that's eight feet tall. That's a big baller. But this leads us to a lot of questions. And here's the first question. Um, where does he live? Sightings of Sasquatch have varied in location, but are normally in wooded and heavily forested areas. Uh, from Alaska throughout the Canadian Rockies, down through the Pacific Northwestern states, into Colorado, California, Montana, and other states that have vast forests. Now, there have been sightings in every state, but the most sightings are in these following states. In Washington, as of July of this year, according to uh, a website that we will link in the con uh, or the description below. Uh, 
Washington State had 653 sightings. California had 438. Florida had 324. 300 in Ohio and Illinois. 240 in Texas. Around 216 in Michigan. And those are the largest uh, concentration of sightings in the continental United States. And as we look outside of the U.S., the numbers begin to get smaller. So it's mostly like Canada and like... U.S. and Canada. Yep. Basically. Alright, now... I would like to talk about a few things. The first one, and I'm pretty sure this has crossed everybody's mind, it's crossed my mind multiple times... Why does Bigfoot choose wooded areas? In your research that you've done, why does Bigfoot choose wooded areas? So he can hide. So he can hide. Well, think about it. Like, it's no, yep. heavily wooded, yeah. especially, like, the redwood forests in, like, California and stuff. Like, they're big, thick, burly trees and, like... So, do you think if you walk through the red... For, like the redwood forest and you look up with a pair of binoculars you'll see a bigfoot hanging from a tree 100 feet in the air is that a possibility do you think they'd be able to climb that high uh yeah i do I that do. would be interesting and like why another question that i why isn't he more widespread like around the globe like, what is it about the U.S.? And, and like, I'm not talking to, like, abominable snowman. So, like, that's we're not talking about the Yeti here. Of... No, okay. no, that's a completely, like, I'm sure they're related in some way, shape, or form. But we're not talking about him. He's a completely different, like, he's a non-entity right now. But, like, why are there so many sightings? And, like, that same website that I found the information about how many sightings were reported. This is the sightings that were reported in these states. You know, I feel like the the best way that I could think to explain it is, you know, each continent holds a different species of animal. You know, you're not going to walk mm-hmm. out our back door and find lions roaming around at, up at Pine Valley. So No, but you do have mountain lions, am I right? Well, that was a bad analogy. Yeah, there are mountain lions up there. You know what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. So what if there are more, it's just they're they're not recorded? Because a lot of these countries maybe maybe don't have access to the internet. A lot of stuff like that. So what I was saying is maybe a lot of the uh, countries don't have access to the internet and stuff like that, so. Or maybe they don't have free access to the internet. Like like China, for instance, a lot of their access is blocked or censored. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of getting off topic here, but yeah, you have a point. Maybe they just don't have the proper outlets. Yeah. That is. And then another thing is like, why are the sightings so sporadic? Like... Why such a concentrated area in the Pacific Northwest, and then all of a sudden, Texas! Florida! 
I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of any sightings in Texas, but I have heard of sightings in Florida. Do you remember the episode of Coast to Coast AM where that guy came on and was like, I shot two Bigfoots and I thought they was retarded humans and I buried them and I sent you this map, Mr. Arbell. He was from Texas. You know, honestly, I don't remember that. His He actually turned out to be some guy named Ed Hale who was a... He's weird, like, Antifa kind of creepy. Oh, nice. And so he was exposed as a hoax. So it was a hoax. Yeah, that was a hoax. And that's, like, kind of, like, another thing that, like, makes it difficult. Ooh. Makes it difficult to believe all this stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And just in case you don't know what a Bigfoot looks like, what does he look like, Aaron? So, the general consensus on the appearance of Bigfoot is, according to the North American Bigfoot research, uh, he is a mammal that is bipedal. He has a height of, according to them, an adult, would be 6 feet to 8 feet tall. Um, he has He has a weight ranging from 600 to 800 pounds. That's a hefty boy. That is a hefty boy. He also has the speed of 30 to 35 miles per hour. So basically a 49cc um, scooter. Sure. Yeah. My question is, how do they know? How are they able to judge that? Because the guy that like, are there the equations? Netflix had a laser speed thing. But... Hmm. I think they... Okay, so... I think what they do is... Judging the distance. The distance. So distance. Uh, okay, so I think I what they mean did. To say I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think what they did was they would take like filmed evidence, such as the Patterson film. Time. How fast it took them to to walk X amount of steps. Mm-hmm. And then take that. And then do some kind of weird like algorithm or equation based See, that's on what how far ask, apart it... are their footsteps were, and that should give them the uh, speed of which they move. Yeah, so that's what that's... I was going to ask: is if they had some sort of like equation that would yeah. um, help like, them figure that like out. Biomechanics or something. They do the thing. They do some all right, kind of a thing. Anyway. Yeah. uh... Um, their strength uh, is 10 to 15 times that of a human. Their teeth are similar to human teeth. Uh, their hair color ranges from black, brown, gray, reddish, and more. Doesn't really go into detail what more is. And the length of the hair is usually between 6 and 8 inches long. So now we're going to describe... Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. The Marilyn Monroe of Bigfoot. She party. <laughs> she got some big old butt teeth. She got some big old butt teeth. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to explain what their senses are, um, according to North American Bigfoot Search. Once again, I don't know how they got these or how they even know. So during the daylight, their vision is average, but at night, they become superheroes. They have fourth generation night vision. What is fourth generation night vision though? Like, I what is I it don't like? Know. 
Is it the goggles that the military wear? No, 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 no. It's the goggles, the night vision goggles, that that kid wore in Jurassic Park. The first one. Yep, exactly. It's those night vision goggles that he wore in Jurassic Park. And you thought to yourself when you were watching that movie as a kid, you look stupid. Yeah, but at the same time, I know this is off topic, but I would really, exactly. You look stupid, but I want them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so they're hearing, once again, don't know how they got this information, is below average. And their smell sense is outstanding. They got a good grade on that one. Excellent. All right. So their habits, uh, much like a small child, are throwing rocks, wood banging. Wood banging? Yes. Stone piles, um, yelling, screaming gibberish at you. That sounds an awful lot like a toddler. Sounds an awful lot like my daughter. Today she threw her cup at my face. Oh, shit. Not even joking. She really did. And she hucked that thing across the front room. Oh, man. Okay, so what what do these guys like to eat? These are considered omnivores. But they like to eat deer, rodents, fruit, uh, different types of blossoms, flowers, um... Garbage and Nancy. <laughs> I know you don't understand that, but you'll understand it too. You will. You will understand. And I'm sorry, I couldn't resist show. myself. I had no, to. No, it's a, that's freaking hilarious. I love it. Alright. So other things that they have mentioned on here is their footprints are similar to that of humans. It's and so miscellaneous so items. Yes, they're much bigger. Unless you're Shaquille O'Neal. Then you might <laughs> you might have the same size foot. So, some of the miscellaneous things that the North American Bigfoot research has found that these creatures can do is their ability to swim. And when they say swim, they say they swim like a frog. Um, they can jump down cliffs. They can climb trees with ease. And they can stalk stealthy. And this one, I read this before, and it freaks me out a little bit. I know it freaks you out a little bit. Oh, absolutely it does. They are highly interested in children. We desire supposedly. children. I don't, I don't know why they're, they want children so bad, but it freaks me out to read that. We here. like babies. So, basically, I'm assuming this is info gathered from the sightings reports. That were there, then compared to each other to find similarities. Um, another thing worth noting is they sometimes have an incredibly pungent smell. Um, it's been described as bio, but grosser. Other people think it smells like skunks, hence the skunk ape. Mm. Um, there is also evidence in foot and hand castings of ridge details that is only um, a thing that primates have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, according to the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, also known as BFRO, their website will be down in the description, um, the, or- the origin of the word Sasquatch comes from, I, to anybody that is listening to me, let me tell you, 
that I am deeply sorry for any mispronunciation of any word that I might say tonight. Please, bear with me. Uh. Yes. The origin of the word Sasquatch comes from the word Sasquack. Sasquack. <laughs> which means wild man in a language used by natives in, uh, the Fraser Valley and Vancouver Islands of Canada. Uh, what, what are the natives called over there? Uh, the coast. Salish. Salish. Sal You're doing this on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> no, I would never do that to you. Um, the research that I've done, or that we've done, we found upwards of 60 different names for um, this creature between the different tribes and nations in continental North America. Um, a lot of them mean, most of the names mean wild man or bushman, and there's, there's others that mean uh, cannibal or cannibal demon. And then quite a few of them refer to them as stone giants, which is interesting. But a lot of the tribes over in, in like the Dakotas and stuff refer to him as a big brother or big elder brother is what the translation comes up as. It's kind of telling because the lore between the tribes is so different. Like some people or some tribes find him to be a bad omen or a bringer of death or violence or cannibalisms. And then others think of him as an elder brother and a protector of the land and the things that inhabit it. And there was, there was actually an interview um, of where a native man explained that his people believed that Bigfoot was a, a dimension jumper. So he could like jump across different dimensions. Kind of what is that? What is that? Looper or whatever. Is that are you talking about that movie that came out like kind of destroyed destroyed Hayden Christensen's career? I Star Wars did that. Guy that played Anakin. Well, he had a few like little roles after that, and I haven't seen him since 2008 and anything. It was completely off track, but no, I'm talking about that one where like it, it had like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, and he meets his like older self. Oh, the oh yeah. I know what you're talking about, the one with Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was hoping you didn't catch that. Of course Dang I it. caught it. Anyway, um, yeah, he, oh. he would jump dimensions and like come around when the tribe needed to change or something needed to happen in order to bring them out of a darkness and and better themselves and and. And then, and then there are other tribes that believe that he would kidnap children and eat them. So he eats babies. Good. That's wonderful. Maybe that's why they're, uh, maybe that's why he's, uh, so interested in children. Because he wonders if they would be good with sage or lemon. Maybe, but can you get lemon just randomly in the North American forest? I don't think so. Not over in like the Pacific Northwest and stuff. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe he I don't travels think so down either. to SoCal so he can get himself some good avocados. 
There you go. Um. So, I think a personal theory that I have is that the a lot of these legends they have to stem from some truth somewhere, and with a lot of these Native American tribes and nations that are so spread out all over the continent have the same kind of stories with little variations. It kind of makes me wonder how long this dude's been around. I just call him a dude. That's a good point. You did just call him a dude. And I, uh, I have to agree with that. I think that the truth does stem from somewhere. QX Files music. Um, Exactly. Cue the Xbox music. Alright. So, since we're talking about Bigfoot, anybody who knows anything about Bigfoot will know what the Patterson film oh, is. Oh, yes. It was the very first thing yes. that I ever saw that it's Bigfoot. I mean, and as a child, it kind of freaked me out because I was like, what is that hairy thing? Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty intimidating thing there. Oh, you're not lying. Um, yeah. This film is like the pinnacle of Bigfoot evidence. It has been scrutinized in every single way possible and honestly it deserves its own show but we're going to talk about it now. It was filmed on October 20th of 1967 by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Um, the film is roughly 24 feet long and runs at 16 frames per second. Location is at Bluff Creek, California, and it is a little under a minute long, and basically it's Roger, Pat it's Roger Patterson behind the camera chasing this thing that is later to be presumed a female. And yes, it does have boobies. Um, he falls over, regaining his footing and attempting to follow the creature, but fails to do so and just records it walking into a forested area. Oh. Upon seeing this film, most people, their first reaction is going to be like, it's dude in a monkey suit. Like, that's completely and totally acceptable. Like, it's it's an acceptable reaction to have. But I just want to point out that not one monkey suit that I know that has ever been made in the history of special effects makeup has, I'm using air quotes, pronounced breast or very big booby. It's got boobs, guys. It really does. Yeah. And I know I've told my sister this before, but I honestly did not notice it until we started researching this yeah, subject. I didn't either. And I found a picture of it, and I zoomed up, and it really, really does. I'm not joking. And they pretty look... They're, so... They're, they're pretty real looking. Yeah. I mean, as far as Bigfoot boobs go. Yeah. I've never seen another set of Bigfoot boobies to compare it to, but... <laughs> Hi, very big yeah. booby. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Patterson died in 1972 and remained adamant until the end of his life that it was legitimate. He had been interested in Bigfoot uh, for some time and even planned to make a movie about a group of hunters and a native wise man track said creature. And yes, he had begun filming it. Score for the skeptics. So people are going to believe that... Um, that was part of his movie. Uh, but he hadn't even thought of what to do about filming the Bigfoot once it, the time yeah, came. Yeah, he didn't have... Late for, okay, so Pat Patterson is not 
a rich guy. And at the time, uh, having a monkey suit that was advanced enough to fool everybody would have had to have cost a big chunk of change. Like, lots of money. Probably tens of thousands of dollars, if well, not more. Well, okay, so maybe back in the 60s it would be like $2,000, but if you want to count for inflation, that would bring that up to about $10,000. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob Gimlin actually uh, stayed out of the public eye until about 2005. Like nobody, he didn't he didn't start doing interviews until about 10, 12, 13, 13 years ago. Yeah. When this would be thirteen. Yeah. And he he had his first interview on TV, and then he started attending Bigfoot conventions and the conferences. And uh, he said he never thought that Patterson would ever involve him in a hoax. But I think it's kind of worth mentioning that Patterson was very insistent that if they did happen to find one on the day that that was filmed, that we do not shoot it. Which I think is kind of like, hmm. Yeah. You can't shoot first and ask questions later and then find out you shot a Scooby-Doo monster, you know? <laughs> man Smithers! <laughs> but, uh... And he, he did mention in that interview that Patterson was also, like, right as this thing was walking past and he was trying to follow it, he asked Gimlin to cover him, which meant looking down and aiming his rifle, but not engaging. That's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, so this film has been put through the ringer um, as far as being analyzed goes by both sides. A Russian biomechanic, Dmitry Donskoy, studied the film and based his findings. Uh, couldn't say it was a hoax. He concluded that based on the subject's weight and its gait, especially that, it was not human. He said that it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible, for a human to replicate the way this thing walked. Um, a CG expert named Ruben Steinfield uh, reconstructed the skeletal system and compared it to that of a human and concluded that the dimensions were vastly different. Forensic examiner Jeff Glickman studied the film for three years and wrote a 43-page study on it including measurements and an extremely high weight. He was unable to find evidence of fakery. Anthropologist Grover Krantz was skeptical at first, but after an in-depth study, he concluded that the film depicts a genuine unknown creature. Primarily, Krantz's argument is based on a detailed an analysis of the figure stride, center of gravity, and biomechanics. Krantz argues that the creature's leg... Um, and foot motions are quite different from a human's and could not have been duplicated by a person wearing a gorilla suit. Krantz wrote, The knee um, is regularly bent more than 90 degrees while the human leg bends regularly less than 70. Daniel Perez brought out the implication of this writing. The subject's toes lift off the soil at least 10 inches in every walking uh, cycle. I'm going to have trouble with this one. 
Rene Dahinden filmed and studied how modern man works, finding a maximum of two to three distance of between or of distance between toes and the surface it is walking over. No human has yet replicated this ten inch high lower leg lift while maintaining the smoothness, posture, and stride length, forty one inches, of this creature. Needless to say, he has changed his mind. Now, I just want to make like everybody aware. 41 inches is almost 4 feet. The l- length, like the distance between each footstep made was almost 4 freaking feet. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of distance. And it's very difficult for a guy in a gorilla suit, which could be, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 pounds of gorilla suit to walk like that and make it look convincing. Yeah, no. I have to agree yeah. with that on that one. So, it's just it that's a that's that's a big distance between foot pee, but foot pee? <laughs> it's a lot of distance. Between the footprints. And yes. <clears throat> I also want to take and, and point out that the guy that did the makeup for the first Planet of the Apes movie was asked if he had any part in the hoax, in a hoax. And he said, I'm good, but I'm not that good. And you know, and on the other side of the coin, uh, the skeptic. There, there are a lot of skeptics who I think deserve looking at as well. Like, it's not fair for everybody, like, to have a biased opinion. You can't have a biased opinion. Like, you can't do a show like this and not, and then be like, Bigfoot is real. Yep, I agree so completely. none say. Yes. None say. None say. Anyway. I'm leaving that in there. Okay. <laughs> But I think it's important to talk about the skeptics' opinion because they matter too. Even if the yes. people who believe in this stuff think that they're ridiculous and are very closed-minded, which they aren't. According to the stuff that I found on this show, like the, the even the skeptics are like, ah! I'm going to say it's a fake just on principle alone. But, uh, so a zoologist and the so-called father of cryptozoology, Bernard Heuvelman. Heuvelman? That's a hard one, guys. It's a hard one. It is a hard one. It's a hard one. Uh, he said that though the creature in the Patterson film was... Wow, holy boobs. He said, well, he thought that the uh, the creature in the Patterson film was a suited man. He objected to the film subject. He had whole... Whole. <clears throat> Are you having some issues here? My brain just stopped. Okay, so... Here, here's the deal. Bernard Hubelman. He's the father of cryptozoology. Zoo- cryptozoology. 
He thought the creature in the Patterson film was a suited human. He uh, objected to the film subject's hair flow pattern, saying it was too uniform, and to the hair on the breasts as not being like a primate's. And, and that its buttocks was insufficiently separated. So he's judging it because the butt cheeks weren't spread I far, far enough? Yes. <laughs> but it's an upright walking. Okay, I don't know. Like but... it has a bum okay. bum. No bum bum. Bum bum. Like, they, it, okay, insufficient separation of the buttocks. And the all too calm retreat from the pursuing men. Like, if yeah. I had a four foot foot span. I don't, I don't think that I would be too yeah, afraid, I wouldn't be afraid of either. someone following I, me. I would not. Like, there's, there's absolutely. You could get away pretty dang quick. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, well, why not talk about his butt too, right? I mean, as long as we're talking about very big booby. <sighs> J.W. Grieve, a uh, anatomist and anatomist, said the possibility of a very clever hoax cannot be ruled out on the evidence of the film. Now, what he was meaning is that this hinges largely on, uh film speed he concluded that the possibility of fakery Uh, Grief concluded that the possibility of fakery was ruled out if the film speed was 16 or 18 frames per second, which it was. Yep. As we said before, it was filmed at 16 frames per second. In these conditions, a normal human could not duplicate the observed pattern, which would suggest that the Sasquatch must possess a very different locomotor system than that of a human. Uh... If filmed at a higher speed, Grief concluded that the creature walked with a gait pattern very similar to most men walking at high speeds. He stated, I could see the muscle masses in the appropriate places. If it is a fake, it's a very, very extremely clever one. Like Krantz, Grief thought the figure's shoulders were really broad. And also like Krantz, Grief thought that Patterson, Patterson's estimate of the figure's height was inaccurate. Grief concluded that the figure in the Patterson film was an estimated standing height of about 6 foot 5 inches. So about as tall as you, Aaron. A little bit taller. Not by much. Yeah. But still, a six foot five female anything is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he notes that uh, a tall human is consistent within the figure's height, but also notes that uh, a tall human, the shoulder breadth was going to be difficult to achieve without 
giving an unnatural appearance to the arm swing and shoulder contours. So it would look really, really fake. Yeah. Now, Grieve also notes that his subjective impressions have oscillated between total acceptance of the Sasquatch based on the grounds that uh, the film would be difficult to fake to one of irrational rejection based purely on an emotional response to the possibility that Sasquatch even exists. This seems kind of worth stating because others have reacted the same way to the film. Like, it's, I've done this research and based on my findings, holy crap, it's real. But at the same time, I cannot bring myself to believe in this because A, I'm a very established person in my field. And B, I just, no, no, no. Because, you know, irrational rejection is just like, you know what? I'm not even going to give it the time of day. No. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh... Yeah, I know. know what that's yeah. like. Alright, so... Primate expert John Napier conceded the likelihood of Bigfoot as a real creature, stating, I am convinced that Sasquatch exists, but he argued against the film being genuine. There is little doubt that scientific evidence taken collectively points to a hoax of some kind. Um, the creature shown in the film does not stand up well to functional analysis. Napier gives several reasons for his and other skepticism that are commonly raised, but apparently his main reason are original with him. First, the length of the footprints are totally at variance from, uh, with its calculated height. Second, the footprints are of the hourglass type, which he is suspicious of. He also adds, I could not see the zipper, and I still can't. There, I think we must leave the matter. <coughs> oh, crap. Alright, here we go. Perhaps it was a man dressed up in a monkey skin. If so, it was a brilliantly executed hoax, and the unknown perpetrator will take his place with the great hoaxers of the world. So, there's that. Yeah. Also, there's a dude on YouTube who goes by the name of M.K. Davis who uh, analyzed the film and he stabilized it and has put forth some pretty interesting and compelling findings. And if you really feel so inclined to do so, go check him out on YouTube. Just type yep. in MK Davis in the search function you should be able to find him. Yep, go give him a watch. Yeah, give him some love. Alright, so now, as with every subject of the paranormal, there are people... Some people I've known, I'm not even going to name any names, <laughs> that uh, the way that we're going to explain this to you is they're freaking idiots. <sighs> and we're going to take some time to talk about this. Um, we're going to dedicate some recording time to the folks that have claims so ridiculous that even we have a hard time wrapping our poor virgin brains around it. One in particular brain. comes to mind. Her name is Nancy Hogart. Yeah, this... Okay, this was an article that came from a website called Bigfoot Tracker back in 2015, and I remember, I remember specifically listening to Para-X Radio. And I was working graveyards at the gas station. 
and I was in the cooler listening to this, and I remember like how absolute like the how hard of a time that the DJs had reading this ar- article. Is that and, the like, one with Dave just... Trader by any chance? No, I can't remember oh. what his name is, but he's friends with like Josh Gates and stuff. Oh, I don't know who it is. Man. Dang it! Yeah, would have loved to um, listen to that. <clears throat> but uh, and it's just honestly, it's like the only jelly I put in my belly right now. Like this, just. Reading this article just makes me so happy because I know now, without a shadow of a doubt, that I am definitely not as weird as people think I am. This is true. So, she told Bigfoot Tracker, the, uh, you said it was a website? Yeah. Uh, She told Bigfoot Tracker that she and the infamous Bigfoot, and I'm just going to prepare you for this, get ready have been in a sexual relationship since 2008 and are trying to start a family. She claims that Bigfoot lives in Mason County, Washington, and that she first encountered the beast while tending to her marijuana grow. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. What you are about to hear is both adulty and cringy in context. So, some discretion is advised, and if you're easily offended, I'm sorry. Yeah, you might want to skip past this. I think you might have right. been to the wrong place tonight. Yes. This came from Nancy Hogart herself. Bigfoot was standing there eating all the buds off my plants. At first, I wanted to run because he's very scary, but I thought he might eat all my marijuana plants, and that's how I used to make a living. I pointed my shotgun at him, and he put his hands up, scared. I can totally see like him just be like, nom, 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 <gasps> nom, nom, nom. Mind you of Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. Now, that's when I looked down and noticed a huge erection between his legs. So, so is, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, is marijuana like Viagra for Bigfoot? It might be. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, I I just I just saw it between his legs, and I hadn't had I hadn't gotten any in a while, and well, from there it uh, somehow turned into an adult movie. I don't know if he started it or if I started it, but uh, he did me from behind, and it was real nice. It felt great. Ogert uh, said that the relationship blossomed from just sex partners into a deep love. He's just so sweet and caring, Hogarth said. He brings me flowers and mushrooms, holds me while we stargaze. The only okay, downside mushrooms. is that he don't speak English. He don't? Well, Nancy, no. You aren't that great at it either. I have taught him how to say my name, but it's kind of garbled, and he mispronounces it Nunsay. Nunsay. And now you get the joke. Yep. And there's the punchline. What kind of mushrooms does he bring this woman? I have no idea. The one that you apparently snuggle up with Bigfoot and you go stargazing (laughs) with. Look at stargazing. Look, it's the moon. That's... That was dumb. No. The kind of mushrooms that give you a manslaughter charge. That's the kind of mushroom that she gets from from Bigfoot. Alright. So Hogart said they are trying for a baby. With no luck this far. But 
She is confident it will happen, even though she's 52. She also said, once I'm pregnant, Bigfoot, or John as I call him, John. and I are going to settle down and live a quiet, domesticated life in my house. He loves living in the forest, but I'm sick of that long-distance relationship. I have to commute for three hours to be with my man. Getting old, and gas is expansive. Hogarth also said that she is going to legally change her nans- or her- let me start that over. Hogarth also said she is going to legally change her last name to Nancy Bigfoot. Well, then you should change your freaking first name to Nunsay. Nunsay. <laughs> of course, the big question, will she reveal Bigfoot to the public? Will humanity finally have living proof the mythological creature is real? Nah, Hogarth said regarding presenting Bigfoot to the world. Government scientists will just take that will just take and dissect him or try to turn him into a soldier to fight ISIS or something. You know like how the government is. Yes, but they just they dissect, you know. They dissect cryptic creatures and make them fight ISIS. Yeah. That's how it's gonna happen. I imagine um, Bigfoot in like some Rambo gear with like a bandana tied around his cone shaped ass head. Right, but I bet you that I bet you that dude could hip shoot a fifty cal. Probably, dude. Can you just imagine trying to give that mother a freaking high and tight? Oh my lanta! He would look so silly. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get that image out of my head now. It's not going. Nope. She did say it's... what? It ruined. I ruined it. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. She did say she will sell pictures and samples of Bigfoot's fur through a website she plans to set up. Now, the question is, is did she ever set that up? I don't think so. She also said, Now that marijuana... Now that marijuana... Now that Jamara... <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, why? Alright. She did... Also say that now at the marijuanals is legal in Washington State. I don't have an income. Hoger said, so capitalizing on my boyfriend's fame is how I'm going to make my living. Uh, it's been three years, Nancy. I've been waiting patiently. Where is John Jr.? Where is he, Nancy? Where'd you put him, Nancy? Where is he, Nunsay? Where's John Jr.? And honestly, like, after reading all of that, at the risk of sounding moderately white, or noticeably white, at the risk of sounding noticeably white, I literally cannot right now. Alright, so now I would like to take well, a few minutes to uh, talk about a few of the shows that are circulating. Some of you know Finding Bigfoot. Finding There's Bigfoot. one that I don't know if you've seen, but it's called I think it's called Mountain Monsters. And that's the one I'm gonna talk about real quick. So Is that the, the one on Netflix? No. It's not. There's this one's episode. on like Destination America. Ew. And Mylanta. So I stopped I started watching like halfway through the season or whatever and it's about a bunch of these if you could picture what a hillbilly really looks like, that's what they are. So, like, swamp people with 
night vision cameras? Pretty much. And then there's this gigantously fat dude on it. Like, he's humongous. And (laughs) the only reason I think this is... They think that Bigfoot is evil. And they're searching for Bigfoot up in the Appalachian Mountains. So they think that Bigfoot is evil. They think that he's a demon of some sort. And... Are you kidding me? They're they're coming close, apparently, to finding if Bigfoot is real. Finding Bigfoot. And when this has come to light, and this is where it this is why I have to mention it, there's another Bigfoot hunting team that works in the Appalachian area. Or as these people call it the Appalachias. Um <laughs> calls it the Appalachias. It's good. Up in the Appalachias. Um, there's another Bigfoot team that is getting increasingly violent towards Excuse this me? team. They're, they're getting violent. Are you talking like, they've like dug up wars? information on them. They've kidnapped people. They've like, so according to this show, they've kidnapped people wearing creepy masks and stuff. And I, I don't, I don't understand it. So. I think it's for... It's all for show, and it really upsets me that a lot of people like this, who start out as genuine investigators, like to sell themselves out. Right, I completely agree with you there. Absolutely. And we're still going to talk about this on every single subject we're going to bring up. That there's always going to be people that will sell out to make money. Because people want to make money off of stuff like this. Zach Baggins? I mean, like, in all honesty, like, we would like to receive profit from this. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We want yeah, but to bring we're... to you guys something that we're passionate about. We it... love this stuff. We exactly. love things that make our... our... We love things that, that rustle our jimmies. And we love things that give us asthma. Asthma. <laughs> Spirit whispers in your ear. We're getting off traffic. Tropic. Traffic. We're getting off topic here. But the thing is, is that that being said, we hope we never sell out. We're not gonna sell out. And we're not doing this for views. We're not doing this for likes. I would like. Yes, we are doing it stuff. for entertainment. It is we're entertaining, it but we're also doing it as informational. That's guys. why we're presenting both sides of the spectrum of each Absolutely. subject that we come on. Because from. we need to be. But anyways, with that documentary on Netflix, I almost said Facebook, there's this guy that's doing Bigfoot investigations, he says that he's been doing it for over 20 years, and he's finally made a documentary about it, Um, and he's up in Canada, that's where he was, right? Yeah, Uh, actually no, he was in California, and he was in Canada, yeah, he was in Canada. I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, he's in Canada. Um, like I said, it's pretty much a horrendous waste of time until you get to like the last ten minutes of the movie. And he has this recording of a primate creature that's standing behind a tree or squatting behind a tree, staring at him. And you can see the creature's eyes blink. Let that's the only that's the only piece of evidence in that movie that I find remotely convincing. Yeah, I mean, and, like, they can test their strength by, like, because they find, like, when I'm gonna 
go back to like the infographic sheet that talk about their characteristic traits and their their physical appearance and stuff. Like, so I think that they test out the amount of strength exhibited by snapped saplings because they oh, the can tree easily snapping? Apparent, yeah the tree snapping because the those trees are a good six inches in diameter yeah i know that the ones that they saw in the documentary were anywhere between two and like six inches yeah four and six inches yeah and also the graphic the little drawing that is on that infographic of the bigfoot it looks like he's Standing with his back towards us, trying to take a pee-pee. Trying to take a pee-pee. Yeah. Pee-pee. That's wonderful. Right? But, when I sat there and I watched that documentary, because Aaron was, it was like, ooh, dude, you gotta see this, like, I, it made a believer out of me. I'm like, I really, like, yeah, it's so good. And I'm like, did I just sound like Rick from Rick and Morty for a minute? A little bit, yeah. The only reason I said it was so good is because um, the Bigfoot calls, first of all, in that documentary, were nothing I have ever heard of no, before. No, they sounded freaking mean. When people on Finding Bigfoot do Bigfoot calls, <coughs> they sound like they have massive diarrhea. No, you want to know what they sound like? They sound like SpongeBob having a freaking Tourette's attack. Exactly. And so these ones, they sounded scary. Yeah, they did. They sounded absolutely terrifying. Like, they didn't sound... It was either, like, a bear or a freaking cougar or someone mixing the two f- sounds together. But it just... Yeah. It was not nice. No, it was it was scary like, sounding. And then the final images that he caught, those were super convincing. And I don't know if you I, believe it, but... You know, they're really... They're good because, like... He, in the documentary, he's always, they're always used to him freaking turning tail and running away. Yeah. And when he, he dressed up like this last part, he was just like, you know what? I've had enough of this stuff. I'm going to get them on camera. I've, I know what they're doing. I know their patterns of behavior. So he put on this ghillie suit. Okay. And he ran towards them instead of away from them. And he actually caught the face of this Bigfoot. And literally, the look on this thing's face was, dude, what? Yeah. Wait, you, what are you, okay, I guess. Yeah, it was super interesting, and. Yeah, and you could see the shock on this thing's face, like, honestly, here's the thing. If we find out that Bigfoot is, is, is real, an honest to God thing. We're going to have to treat them like humans. Yeah, there's no... We can't just put them in a cage in a museum. Whatever. In a zoo. We can't put them in a cage in a zoo. Yeah, they don't... It's just... It's it's not right because they exhibit both primate and human behaviors. Yeah, Like, they're in the middle. Like, they're just in the middle of becoming something better through evolution. Like, better than us. But also the thing that I have a problem with, and hold on for a second, I'm gonna vape. Take a fat hit of that. The thing yeah. that I have a problem with. If this with was is live, fact... people would have thought you just took a hit of weed. 
Oh my gosh. I don't do that stuff. That's awful. Well, we're not going to add any of this in there anyways, but you can continue now. Yeah. So the, the thing that I have the problem with here is the fact that he's all like, Oh, it's my last ditch effort. I have to, I'm running out of batteries and I need to get this thing. Like, why couldn't he have just taken the camera that was on the freaking tripod that was recording him and get better shots? That is a very good point. That really just, it bothers me. Yeah, I, I can that. see how that bothers you. And, and like, even though it was a good shot of the face, it wasn't the whole face. It was like, it was the like right eye like, and the cheek. No, it was and both maybe of like its eyes. Of it was from like was the, it both of its eyes? Yeah, it was like from the forehead down to the bottom of the nose. And so it looked a lot like <laughs> a gorilla, in my opinion. Yeah, that's another thing that kind of bothered me, is that it looked... So if that's true, very then much that's an like... awesome capture. But if it's not true, did he really just go to a freaking zoo? And videotape a gorilla. Yeah. And I think people who who know which gorillas are in captivity could probably look at the face of that whatever that was yeah. and tell you right now, that's Coco. Or that's, God forgive me, Harambe. Well, God forgive you for both of them because they're both dead. Coco's dead? Yeah, Coco died, dude. What the hell? You didn't know that? No! Oh yeah, Coco died. I bet she's up there in heaven pinching Robin Williams' nipples. Probably. We're having a laugh Gay old right time. now. I was gonna say that, but it ended up coming <laughs> out with laughter. We're just gonna have a laughter. We're gonna have a laughter! But I don't know, like, it's just, like... And he just... I think that the experts that he took out into the field with him were just kind of like placating him and just being like, "Okay, buddy, that's good for you, buddy." Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Because he's like, "Look at this broken stick." Like there were no actual footprints that were mold. Like that you couldn't. They weren't castable. Like at all. What was that? Don't read it right now, because I don't want you to get sad, because we're still finishing this, but I was sending me proof that Coco died. Ugh, I'm already sad. But the the footprints were in, like, soft grass, so you could have taken, like, a cinder block that had, like, a foot carved in it, or, like, just, you know, anything remotely even kind of foot-shaped, and press on it, because it was just, it was in soft grass, yeah, and he's like, oh, put there. your foot in there. So that damages the evidence even further. Because And then it didn't even, like... And, and I don't know, like, when he was out there during the wintertime months, he could have gotten good tracks. Mm-hmm. Because the snow... Like the one that Josh Gay got when he was looking for the abominable snowman. Yeah, did you know that they let him DNA test the Yeti skull? Scalp? Are they really? Yeah, it's human. Oh. Or no, it's it's not. It's like a mixture of things. And the hand, the Yeti hand, mm-hmm. that's human too. Okay, weird. So they were lying. No, I think they were just like... Someone I don't know. lied. I do not know. 
means that that's the someone risk of lied. sounding like a flushing toilet. Because <sighs> I just ran out of bottled water. Sorry, oh, you guys. did. But we don't need to put that in there. Okay, but yeah, like that just like it bothers me that all his evidence was very arbitrary and like very circumstantial. There was not enough good physical evidence. And even then, the camera shots that he got of this thing's face still kind of dodgy. Yeah. And he just, like, he just sounded crazy. He did sound crazy, but I think after 20 years of trying to prove something to people that don't um, believe you alone in the wilderness looking for these creatures, I think it might do that to you. Yeah, probably. Let's That'd talk about your, finding your, freaking Bigfoot. That would be your subject. I can't stand that show. So now we're going to talk about um, Finding Bigfoot. Yeah, let's talk about that, that show. show, Finding Bigfoot. You now, know? is we're that one swatching? Yeah, is that one on Animal Planet? Fuck you, Andre. Yeah, it is. Okay. With that Andre the Giant looking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can say I have never... I don't think I've ever watched the show. You watched. You used to watch it with me all the time, like, when it very first started, like, the first and second season. That was years ago then. That was a like long time ago, and ago. I just... I remember, like, we used to make fun of it. Yeah. Well, because it's stupid. What's the dude's it, name? Bobo? I don't remember. Mo Bobo? Like Bobo or something like that? Yeah, and he's like, we're gonna go squatching. I definitely found a squatch, and I'm like... Huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand him. He looks like he just, like, rolled out of bed. Yeah, he's a freaking hot mess, man. And then he wears those gross-ass hats that, like... Yeah. Really, but, guy? Yeah, for the mountain monsters thing that I was talking about, just take uh -huh. Bobo and make him look dirty, and that's what you got. And Holy less teeth. crap! <laughs> I'm dead serious. Oh, that's amazing. It's disgusting. Right. Alright, so about Finding Bigfoot. Just, Why can you not stand that show? It's just... There's too much, like... It's, it's... Okay, so I compare it to this. Watching a gamer stream his gameplay with a face cam. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you're watching their face and their reactions to whatever's happening with them. You don't know if whatever they're doing is fake or not, because there's a lot of Twitch streamers that actually fake their content or steal really? it from other... Yeah. And oh you can tell goodness. because their controllers aren't synced up to the movements. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Now, I don't have enough patience to go and watch Twitch thoughts, but... No, me neither. I've tried to watch it once, and I was just like, screw that. Nope! But, like, they wear these chest-mounted face cams and you can see them walking around in the darkness walking around with infrared and so all you can see is their scared ass face and like somebody like a mouse farts <laughs> in the distance and they're like oh, what was that was we gotta like, get out of here like a lot of these paranormal shows where and then there's this freaking short bearded cuck that did you just call him a cuck i did what is a cuck 
I don't think we have time to explain that, sorry. Uh, yeah, no. There's this short, bearded, little, fuzzy, weird guy that's like, I'm an expert in Bigfoot calls, and all of a sudden you see him in the middle of the forest at, oh, I don't know, 3 a.m. going, How can you be an expert in something that we don't even know exists? I don't know. Did you know that on one of the websites that I found, it apparently there's a Bigfoot language? Oh, we're gonna find Bigfoot it. language. Yeah, I don't. Should ooh. we forward that to Nancy? <gasps> None say. Yeah, maybe she can start communicating with John a little bit better. Yeah, maybe we should forward. Hey, look, there's there's your resource for all things speech related when it comes to John. Exactly. But I don't know, like, like finding Bigfoot in it, it's like, it's like watching an episode of Dragon Ball Z where the entire episode is Goku and Vegeta freaking powering up in the middle of the air, and staring all... at each other. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't watch that on Dragon Ball Z. I wouldn't be able to watch it with people trying to find Bigfoot if they're just standing there the whole time. And so this is why it's difficult to have a platform in which you're required to have viewers in order to get paid when it comes to paranormal stuff because you end up having or feeling obligated to fake your footage. Well, I'm not ever going to do that because what people need to understand is every single time you go out and try to do something paranormal, there's end a up real good chance. There's a real good chance that you're not going to come back with anything. Yeah, 95% of the time you don't come back with crap. And, and it's, it's, it's very tedious and it's very boring. And the thing is, is that if you're passionate enough about it, you'll go through the proper avenues to weed out the bullcrap. Exactly. But if, like I said, you hear a mouse fart in the middle of the forest and all of a sudden it's Bigfoot. Yeah. We hear a house settling. It's not and, a ghost. Uh, oh my gosh, it's a ghost! Or you hear somebody do this thing on the freaking. I promise you, whatever ghost you think that is, is not saying your name. Yeah, or your full name in. I hate you. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. Like, what we do is we go through all of the evidence over. And over and over and over. And the things... The things? <laughs> the things that we find... The things that we find that we can't explain away by any means whatsoever. We will look at those. And we will decide whether or not that that's good evidence to present to you guys. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, the main point. reasons why it's so hard for us to get you know content out. Um, Especially when we do investigations. Yeah. Because it just takes so long and... Sometimes we just don't have anything that would be convincing enough to show you. Yeah. And so... It's just... It's it's one of those, like, thankless kinds of passions where you have to do a lot of grinding and a lot of legwork and a lot of, like, really, really... Like, if you really want to do this and you're really interested in it, be prepared to be disappointed a lot. Yeah. A lot. You can't, like I said, like we both just said, you can't just hear noise and automatically think it's paranormal because that's when people are just going to be like, well, you're just full of dookie. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a, a YouTuber that I'm not going to mention her name and I really like her. She puts forth a lot of like horror content and she's just freaking phenomenal. I love her stuff, but I was reading her tweets and she tweeted, hi, any paranormal investigator is either stupid or a con man. You can fight me on it. And I'm like, you are just a disappointment, man. Like, I, I really liked you. But then you go and, you know, doubt my intelligence? And I mean, yeah. she could be talking about those that are on mainstream television platforms like, I don't know, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Hunters. No. And Taps. <clears throat> People like them who capitalize on the suffering, the spiritual suffering of other people. Because I guarantee you, they probably charge people for them to go and investigate their houses. Well, they should. They probably do now because I don't think that there's TV shows around anymore. No, but they've made enough money. Taps made enough damn money to be set for life. Like, Roto-Rooter is not even in the picture anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that this is a subject for a different show. Oh, for sure. Well, um... I think we got off on a tangent, but... We sure did, and I apologize about that. No, that's not what you yeah. wanted to hear, but we're super well, passionate about it, and you can yeah. tell. Yeah, I mean, it's a love, and we want to bring you guys good content, and I promise this is a little rougher on the edges right now, but we will get better as we go along. This is our first go-around at actual scripted content, so if it sounds like we're reading, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, we read a lot of it. I mean, to be I, honest, we you need to. Yeah, because so we lose. tried the non-scripted, ad-lib, do-whatever-you-want thing in the past, and we both sounded absolutely retarded. Yeah. But, uh, I think sure we're out did. of time. Yeah. Yeah, we're out of time. But, uh, if you like Churd, go ahead and spank that like button. Or, yeah. Spank the thumbs up button. Spank it. Spank it good. <laughs> um, subscribe! to our channel on the YouTube and be a part of our notification squad by clicking the bell next to the subscribe button. Uh, go ahead and dislike it if you disliked it and tell us what we can do to be better. Tell us in the comment section. No trolls, but we are open to constructive criticism and we do want to put forth good content uh, for you guys because we love you guys. Just like... If it weren't for you, there wouldn't be a reason to do this show. So, thank you. Um, all the sources that we use in the research phase of this podcast is in the description below us. Check them out. Give them some love. And a special thanks to Margaret Goodluck on r slash Bigfoot on Reddit for some awesome resources for my Native American culture section. Alright, so... Uh, be sure to find our Facebook pages, Dark Wraith Paranormal, and as it's called right now, Into the Darkness Radio. Yeah. I'm trying to change it, but Facebook is being kind of stubborn about it. Um, the links will also be down below for that. And lastly, we have a subreddit. So if you like to peruse Reddit, look for us. Uh, the link will be in the description also. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned every Friday for a new episode. This is Aaron and Laura. And thank you for letting us take you beyond the veil.